Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name's Harrison. I'm Hayes. Andrew. That's that's uh, great. Thank you. Today, we will talk preview Vikings versus Cowboys week 11. We are well over halfway. I don't know about you guys. I'm still riding the high. From Sunday's game, continuing to Bills watch game. highlights. Yeah, from the Bills game. Yes. Yeah. I get that. EA is uh, the man you listen to all day, who you obviously are not a fan of. He's kind of trending on social media. He's getting national attention right now. LeBron has been talking about him. Pat McAfee talked about him. Then all the Vikings fans are like, how do people not know PA's greatness? Yeah, LeBron tweeted at him. I love it. Big week for him. I'd what? like to see it more from Dick Bramer, to be honest. I'm more of a Dick Bramer fan than I am a Paul Allen fan. But... Shout out Dick Bramer. My dad's going to love that. He loves Dick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we win on Sunday. We get closer and closer to completely eliminating the Green Bay Packers. Um, we could, I think, statistically, couldn't we clinch the division like the week after Thanksgiving? If we win, we could do it next and Thursday, and the Packers lose the Eagles, we clinch the division. So we could, we could potentially, we could clinch, clinch it in. Say it again. In nine, ten days. Okay. We could clinch by next Sunday. Dang. That would be a nice early Christmas present. I would say. It'd be nice. <clears throat> but alrighty. Well Thanksgiving present, really. Well, late Thanksgiving. do you get presents on Thanksgiving? I'd say no. Okay, do you get presents a month before Christmas? Some do. Some people celebrate, you know, they're having family Christmas. I know a college friend is going to celebrate Christmas that the the first weekend of December. So always got someone uh, those liberals always got to be different. Libs, I feel like it'd be a conservative thing. Anywho, no more sidetracking. Let's talk Vikings, Cowboys. All right, Hayes, what do you have for Captain Kirk Week Eleven against the Cowboys? I have him thrown for 303 yards and two touchdowns. So you're having him back-to-back weeks, 300-plus? Yeah, yeah. No, I heard that. Yes, I said yes. I think oh, so. Then I, then I cut out. My bad. Um. All right. That's exciting. I see it. Andrew? I think he'll throw for 257, and he'll have his first three touchdown performance three tutties though i'll be curious what what score you have for the vikes um i have captain kirk throwing 285 two touchdowns so i think pretty much exactly what he's been averaging so far this season which is right in that 270 range anywhere from one to to two touchdowns literally that's what he's done now 10 weeks in a row (laughs) 
He's either had one touchdown because he has the streak going or two because he has yet to throw for three yet. Um, so we shall see. <clears throat> um, Dalvin Cook, Hayes. I got Cook with uh, with 89 yards and a touchdown. All right. Wait, sorry. No, I do not have a touchdown for Cook. My bad. Nope, no, no touchdown. Just 89 yards. Yes. All right. Do you think we only scored two touchdowns? Maybe not necessarily. Maybe his gamble has something to do with another score. Or Madison gets in the end zone. Who knows? Andrew, what do you have for for Cook? 103 yards. No tutties? Nope. All right. I have Cook having his highest rushing yard game this year with 128, getting in the end zone once. The Cowboys' defense overall has been really good, but they've given up lots of points the, the last two games. Um, and I think going home or, or them playing on the road, they're not they're not quite ready to bounce back into a. I don't think they figured out how to. I think they're going to have another game where they give up a lot of rushing yards and a lot of points and a lot of total yards. Um, I had it written down. They gave up 200 rushing yards against the loss to Green Bay last week, and they gave up 240-plus rushing yards against Chicago the week before. So, And, I mean, I think Dalvin is kind of just getting started, too. I mean, I know he he had the slow start last week, but he still put up 100 yards. Obviously, you know, 80 yards coming in that one play. But yeah, um, I think Dalvin is 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 going to have a very very good game. I wouldn't even be surprised if he has over 150 scrimmage yards. Um, just because, again, I think I think he's just itching to break out, and I think this is going to be the game that he does it. So 128 yards on the ground gets in the end zone once. Nice, nice. Hayes, Justin Jefferson, the NFC player of the week. I got him getting 139 yards and a touchdown. I think that's a very fair, realistic prediction. (laughs) Andrew? I said 112 yards and a touchdown. Under 12 and a touchdown. A's, I'm very close to you. I have a buck 40 in a, in a touchdown. So we all see him getting in the end zone. I guess, would this be four, three weeks in a row? I think it's been back-to-back weeks that he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Not having a receiving touchdown since week one. Um, yeah. So now we all see him getting in a third time. Um Andrew, where was I can't remember where was Justin Jefferson's rushing touchdown? London. Okay. And he had the first international Grady. God. I was gonna say last week was uh JJ's first road touchdown. I guess road receiving touchdown. No, he didn't against Washington, I guess. Oh, you're right. He did. All right. That's why I took back to I'll cut this out. Yeah, he'll cut it out. It's okay. Um, all right, so we all have kind of JJ 
putting up solid numbers though. Andrew, not as much. Andrew, why, why one twelve? You're a big fan of him. He's coming off a hundred, a career game, 193 double digit catches. The Dallas secondary has been struggling. Why, why do you only have him putting up one twelve? Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. One twelve is still a very good number for a game. Obviously we have high expectations for him, but um, I see it being more of a Delvin Cook and Madison game because their rushing defense has been poor over the last couple of weeks. I also think that the ball might get spread out a little more, maybe more Thielen, Hawkinson, KJ Osborne. Um, and I think Trayvon Diggs is good in coverage. So it just depend on how much they line those two up together. All right. Interesting analysis. You're wrong, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Hayes, what do you have for old man Thielen? Thielen, uh, 33 yards. Andrew? He's going to have 40 yards, and he is going to get into the end zone for the first time in a while. <laughs> that would uh, that would tie him with another Viking. It would continue his oh God, pass no. up the Viking franchise uh, leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd he pass? Probably he, Tony Carter I, for the I don't think time. he'd pass anyone. I think he would literally just tie someone, which he could have done weeks ago if he could actually score touchdowns. He would actually tie a uh, – yeah, Hayes already said it. It's not Tony Carter. It's Anthony Carter. But he would that tie Anthony – he would tie Anthony Carter. In our early predictions, I thought it would almost be a shoo-in that he would finish the season as the third most – receiving yards or receiving touchdowns in Vikings history, but who knows? <laughs> he has what, two this year? Yep. And all he needs is two more and he'll get it. He needed a bare minimum four touchdowns to get third all time. And now it seems like it might not even happen, which would just make me mad. Nah, he's about to heat up. I hope. I really hope so. He's been... Because I, I don't want Hayes to be right either in the sense of he thought Dylan was going to have a slow year and every indication's showing that. Uh, my prediction, I have Thielen with 52 receiving yards. I kind of agree. Well, yeah, I kind of agree with Andrew that the even though JJ will put up 140, I still think you'll you'll have Thielen with, you know, 50 and then Hawkinson gets a couple. And I even see KJ getting in the mix again. I think it'll be a similar game to the Bills, where obviously JJ's your clear number one, and then you have a bunch of guys in that like forty to sixty range. So, fifty-two for AT. Hayes the Hawk. I got him going. Oh! With... I'm just gonna say right now, we're not gonna be doing that. Uh, his name is Hawkins' son, uh, and he's gonna put up sixty-two yards and touchdown. Ah, getting in the end zone for the first time as a Viking at home. This is Hawkinson's first home game. Am I am I correct? You are. But he has already scored at US Bank this year. Oh, nice fun fact, Andrew. Nice fun fact. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Hayes. Oh, no, you just said it. Andrew. I have him going for 70 yards, and he is going to score a tutty. 70 yards and a tutty. All right. Um, <clears throat> I have 
Uh, hold on here. I have Hawkinson also getting in the end zone for his first time as a Viking um, and putting up 45 receiving yards. So I think very similar to last week, uh, but he obviously gets in the end zone. Um, which if he does get 45 yards, I think at that point he will have already surpassed Irv Smith on the year in receiving yards. As a Viking? As a Viking, yeah. Goodness okay. gracious. Yeah, no, obviously not for the not for Hawkinson's season, but um within three games, he would have had more receiving yards than Irv Smith had in what, eight, seven? Yeah. Something like that. So that's embarrassing. Very embarrassing. He makes Irv Smith will I don't see his contract being renewed after this year. Bye bye, Irv. Which is unfortunate because he was so exciting. In his second season, uh, he showed promise in his second season, um, which I think also made the decision of why we let Rudolph go was because we saw upswing with Irv Smith. And then now here we are four years down and he's had what one healthy season, one and a half, maybe. Yeah. So. Hey, how about how uh, Delvin Cook's been able to stay healthy? Bro, I was going to make that point, too. Hasn't missed a single game. Missed no. what, like a fourth quarter of Detroit, but that's it. Which I'll 100% take. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think last year he had already missed two, if not three games by this time. So he is, uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood, give a couple prayers that he plays the full season or if anything sits out week 17, cause we've clinched everything that we want to clinch. So 18. that would be pretty exciting. Week 18. Yeah. Sorry. Week 18. Week 18. Not used to it, man. It's been one year of it. So I think you can cut me some slack. Okay. Get off my Johnson. I mean, it's been a year. So it's been one year. Hey, Greg, Greg, the leg. I got me going two for two on extra points. Three for four on field goals. Yep. I have him making his only field goal attempt, and he's going to go four for four on extra points. So, Andrew, you and I have – we're confident that Greg's not going to miss a kick this week because I have him two for two on field goals and four for four on extra points. Yes, sir. So – I hope we're right. He is making me very concerned as of late. Uh, I thought maybe, you know, his two for two field goals, two for two extra points against Washington might have put him in that direction. But then the missed extra, the, the mixed PAT was very unfortunate last week against the Bills. Um, hey, I saw something though that said the missed PAT against Buffalo might have been a good thing. I heard that too. Mac, uh, Declan. Declan. That that was Declan's hot. Still listen to purple. What'd you say? We still listen to purple. Yeah. They, hey, they're a good podcast. There's no doubt about that. They actually are really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would not say they're really good. Uh, the way Mackie can slide into those advertisements. Oh. He must be scheming those things up for weeks. Yeah, but Mac is well, definitely it's, my It's, it's suddenly a chill favorite. here with my window open. Maybe you go grab some long underwear to put on, huh? Um, huh? 
Declan. Uh, okay, let's let's not get carried away with the ad placements of that. They're solid. Anywho, yeah, I I heard that take uh, that hot take as well that it was actually a good thing that Greg to like missed that field goal or ex- extra point. I still think we would have gone for it on fourth and one from the one. So do I. But... Um, but at least him missing it made it like you had to go for it. There was no other option. So. KOC is probably happy that he missed the extra point because you wouldn't have been reamed for not getting it. Yeah. Uh, defense, leading tackler, and how many, Hayes? Hicks with nine. Hayes have the same thing, Hicks with nine. Nice, nice, nice. Lame. Kendrick yeah. with 11. Kendricks was last week's leading tackler. Sack leader. What do we got, Hayes? Smith with two. Even though he's a little banged up? Yes. Even though he's a little banged up. I expect him to play. Good. Andrew, who do you have? Darius Smith with two. Oh, so you guys have the same. I have good old Danieli with two. Nice. So those were, I mean, has anyone led by themselves? Uh, like at, at, other than Smith and Hunter, has anyone else been the leading sack leader? Uh, Miami. Who? Patrick Jones. Okay. The one week. So, I mean, I think it's fair that it's either going to be Daniil or Smith, but um, all right. Who do we have winning? Or do you want to do the gamble first, Hayes? I'll do whatever. I don't care. Who do we have winning? Okay. I've thought about this a lot. My gut is just putting me towards a way that unfortunately I don't like. So I, I do predict the Minnesota Vikings lose in a close game, 24-23. You have Dallas winning 24-23? Yes. All right. Hey, this is uh this is a bold prediction because you're nine and oh this year. Yep, nine and really you finally lose. Andrew, what do you got? I clearly have the Vikings winning. And that's going to be a score of 26 to 31. 36, 21. Retype it because that's not how you say scores. Um, so you have it, 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 that would be the ninth straight one score game. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. I have the Vikings nope, eighth, straight. eighth straight. Okay. I have the Vikings win streak continuing, but the one score game being done. Vikings win 34-20 against Dallas. Wow. Two score lead, two score win. Um I think it's going to be I think finally. I think it'll be close at halftime. Maybe even somewhat close in the third quarter, but I think we'll we'll be leading. For a majority of the game, and we'll we'll kind of close out the door at the end of the third, entering the fourth. 
I finally have it being a non-anxiety ridden game. Okay. Last week was too much. They can't do it to us two weeks in a row. Really, I mean every week, but last yeah, week specifically was very intense. Yeah. Um. So Vikes thirty four twenty baby. Hayes, what is your gamble? I have Greg Joseph going five for five on all his kicks throughout the game, but missing the game winner from 45 plus yards away. So he's perfect. Lines up for the game winner, 45 plus yards away, and he misses it. That's definitely a gamble. That's very specific. I hope you do not get that at all. But that is a gamble. Yep, good job. Good. Way to predict a disgusting gamble is. <laughs> Andrew, what do you got? I have the Vikings leading the entire game. No ties. No change of lead. And I have a return touchdown. Could be punt, could be kickoff. All right. I love it. That is a great gamble because Thank you. it's positive, and that's what we're all Listen, about. This team played nearly 75 minutes last week. It shows during the practices. They had a walk through Wednesday practice. A lot of guys are limited. People are banged up. Dallas is coming off a tough loss. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna drop one. I think Dallas, though, is also pretty banged up from what I saw with injury report. What I saw though coming out today, it seems like Zeke's gonna play, Barr's gonna play, and so is Demarcus Lawrence. Three washed players, like Zeke is not washed. Zeke and Pollard together, that offense is so much better than when it's just one or the other. Sure. But I mean, I think you had all you want. Zeke. The only the only guy that will most likely be missing that's a starter will, will be Dalvin Tomlinson. Yep. So yeah, we're banged up, but I mean, we'll be playing at home, good conditions. Um I think I think this is the start of the Dallas Mike McCarthy collapse. I I'll be honest, potentially maybe hot take here. Dallas doesn't even make the playoffs. Hot take. That's bold. I don't know. We'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what Sunday looks like. Um if they if Dallas loses, I'm gonna double down and say for sure Dallas does not make the playoffs. Okay. If they win, then I'll start getting scared. But my gamble: Vikings get four touchdowns exactly, and they will be from these following players: JJ, Hawkinson, Cook, and Madison. Okay. That works. That's gonna happen. Um, let's talk keys to winning. Hayes, what do the Vikings um, have to do or should do to, to beat Dallas? You have to give Kirk time in the pocket. Uh, if, if you want to win, if you're just going to let Micah Parsons bully whoever he's on, um, who knows if for sure Darisaw is going to play. If not, he's going to be lining up against some bum. Yes, yeah. That yeah, that would be um, one other guy that might not start. That could really, really so. screw your entire game plan. So 
give Kirk time, whether that means Hawkinson is blocking more or Cook's blocking more. You have to give him time to give your receivers a chance because that secondary for Dallas is not that good. Um, if you just if you give him time, you'll be in good position. Yeah, that's good. Andrew, I would agree with Hayes. Those are good points because um, they do have a good defensive front. But I also think we need to be more efficient when it comes to the red zone, especially like first and goal inside the five. I mean, Adam Thielen supposed to be a red zone machine. So I would like to see more passes to him or passes to Hawkinson. Um, Cause it feels like we go run, run and then pass to Jefferson and it's like 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely be more efficient in the red zone. And yeah, you can need a block mark, Micah Parsons and stop their offense. Cause I think their offense is meh. Yeah, those are both excellent takes, I would say. And I would echo both of those. Um, I'll kind of state the obvious, but being able to play four quarters of football, I think I don't expect perfection on fourth quarter, four quarters, but I think like, I don't know, I think every week KOC is getting better with play calling. Um, and I think if if he can continue to sort of mix up like not call obvious play calls like running on first and 10 or like continuing like sort of like the the unique play designs that he kind of showed with the bills game um i think those will be be things that dallas will not be expecting and things that we can we can slash should capitalize um in, in in winning this football game against dallas so It'll be interesting. Dallas is, I think they're a tough team to read because obviously they lost to Green Bay, yeah. blowing a huge lead. And I thought D, uh, Green Bay has looked pretty bad all year. They looked pretty bad again last night against Tennessee. Um, But then Dallas obviously beat, you know, the seven and two Giants, which I think the Giants are showing. I mean, they're showing more and more that they're not, they're not a total fraud. No, yeah. Um, and yeah, who th- their other loss was to Philadelphia. I think. Philadelphia. No, they haven't played Philly. I don't think. I think their their losses were. They played with Cooper Rush on Monday night against Philly. Philly and uh, oh, that's right. Bucks in Week One. But I think if you can, yeah, if you can move the football against that defense, you should be in good position. Yeah, I'll be curious what type you of... that Darisaw plays. If Darisaw can play, then it's a whole different thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I I agree. Um, all right, Hayes, what, who's, our, who's, our play, who's our closeout segment player? Uh, Dalvin Cook. Is he better than Titans running back Derrick Henry? No. Yeah, I would I'd say I'd rather have Henry. Okay. Henry's a freaking machine, man. Yeah, he can throw, he can catch, he can pass, <laughs> he can run. Is Dalvin Cook better than San Francisco 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey? Mm. Yes. That is a tough one. Because I mean McCaffrey has the receiving uh game on Dalvin Cook, no doubt. Um 
But weirdly enough, McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's more injury prone than Dalvin, which is odd to say because I feel like there's very few running backs that are more injury prone than Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I'd stick with my boy, good old Dalvin. Okay. I just can't quite trust McCaffrey to stay healthy. Is Dalvin Cook a better running back? And Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Yes, hundred percent. Interesting. Oh, he is not. Ah, why? Have you seen Saquon's numbers this year? Yeah, they're fine. But put him, put him head to head. I mean, they're obviously way better than mine. But you can put him head to head. What are two more? Is Saquon better? Is uh, it's not Saquon? Is Dalvin better than Browns running back Nick Chubb? Hmm. Is it better? Or who'd you rather have? What? Yeah. I. I. I mean, that's why the hell would you want someone who's not better than the other? Well, it fits more with the team. How How old is uh, Barkley? 25. Is he, in his, is he in his third or fourth year? I think it's fifth. Oh. I guess he, yeah. So I guess I'm looking at games played. I needed to look at like what their stat a record or what their numbers are like at 50 games apiece because obviously Cook's overall numbers are substantially better than Barkley, but he's also played 13 more games. Um, yeah. Cook does have uh he's averaging more rushing yards per game yards per carry he has a longer career run um 20 more touchdowns saquon yeah so i think statistically i would take dalvin over barkley barkley's having a good year no doubt but i don't know who would I'd rather have is the question. I'd rather have Dalvin. Right. I trust him a little bit more. Nick Chubb, you guys. Nick Chubb or Dalvin? Chubb is good, man, and he's another guy who can catch the football and and be a threat receiving, right? Isn't he? Nick Chubb. No, I think of Joe Mixon. Probably thinking of Joe Mixon. Or Josh. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook. Why? Why, Andrew? Dreadlocks. Okay. We'll do this one last one. Dalvin Cook, Chicago Bears running back, Justin Fields. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if Fields will. Cook. Yeah, I'll take Cook as well. I wonder if Fields, though, will. I mean, could he possibly transition into a running back at some point in his career? Is it that far-fetched? God, he, he's run the ball 104 times for 750 yards and six touchdowns this year. And, like, so much has just gone the last, like, two, three weeks. You look at the rushing leaders, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones. And then you see Damian Pierce and Justin Fields. You're like, what the hell is going on? Well, Damian Damian Pierce. Is he actually? What is he? What is he? He looks like a grown man. He looks about 35 years old. Really? I guess I haven't seen Damian Pierce. Look at him. 
wish I could screencast Damian Pierce. He's interesting looking. This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. Andrew. And uh, let's hope our Vikings can improve to nine and one come Sunday against the Cowboys. Yeah.